Hi, I'm Ariel Faith, and this is a show where we cover all things regarding the Christian lifestyle directed towards believing teenagers in this modern world. But whether you're 13 or 30, this is how to count your chaos as joy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Counting the Chaos as Joy podcast. I'm Ariel, and I'm super excited to be recording my third episode of this podcast. Um, so we're this episode's going to be kind of a mess only because I'm kind of a mess right now. It's just been a long week. I mean, what week isn't long, but this week has been very long too. So I am excited to record nonetheless, but I didn't really prepare in advance for this episode. So it's going to be kind of all over the place and I'm going to be um, editing it in a shorter time span than I wanted to, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, hello and welcome back. I'm Ariel and I... Today we're going to be talking about a few different things, but I just want to like give you an update about what's going on in my life. So I recently just started working from home again, which is honestly such a blessing, but it's also going to be very difficult. So I worked from home all week this week because my dad and I talked and had a conversation about how I, we- I work at four, right? But I wake up at 2.30 in the morning, which means I have to go to bed or go to sleep at 6.30, which means I have to lay down at 5.30 um, for not really any reason at all. I mean, I start school in August, and I don't see the need for me to wake up so early anymore, even though, like, yes, I want to go in the office and make more money. I feel like the it harms more than it helps. So I finally have the opportunity to run in the morning, which I know sounds like such a stupid concept, but I have been running at seven in the morning, which is amazing and it feels great and it's just, it's not super hot and I love it. I don't know. It's just, it's giving me a lot more just enjoyment when I'm running and I love it so much because this is, I remember now why I love doing it because I'm actually happy doing it and I know that I can't have that forever and I'm not always going to be able to run in, um the weather that I've been running in the past week, but I would much rather have that than running in the evening. So I did pretty good on my running this week, but at the same time, I did a few other things going on, so I wasn't super focused on it. The weather felt amazing, but I don't know. Like I was able to do better on my speed too, which was really nice. I did increase my pace to rather than having it the normal pace I usually do on easy days. I increased it to a little bit faster, only like 20 seconds, 30 seconds faster, but it was still improvement. So it did make me happy that I was able to keep up with that. I did feel super sick on Friday when I went running. I think it was Friday. It might've been Thursday when I went running because I don't know. I just had really bad acid reflux, which I get often, but I didn't, I didn't understand why I had it in the morning because I usually don't have it in the morning. Anyway, I was running and as I was running, I know this is like TMI, but as I was running, I got really bad acid reflux and I just was like, um, yeah, no, I don't like this. So I did end up going home. I went further than I was supposed to that day. So I don't know why, which was nice, but I was just done. I was like, you know what? This is enough for me. So I ended up feeling sick. So working from home has been a little bit different because I do have to find a schedule that works to where I'm still working in the hours I need to. But I am still working. Um, Sorry, I need to close my water. But I'm, I did find a schedule that works to where I'm working and the amount I need to, as well as running in the morning like I have been wanting to for quite a while now. So um, I would hands down recommend if you are able to running at seven compared to three, but that's just me. 
I have a friend and she she's listening to this. She knows exactly what I'm talking about. She told me she actually likes to run at that time rather than in the morning. And I think she's absolutely crazy. So I don't know why, but I like the majority of people like to run when it's not burning hot and 98 degrees outside. So yeah, I also have a trip coming up this week. So I'm going to Kentucky. I'm going to go see the Creation Museum and the Ark um, with my family, which is going to be amazing but uh, I won't be able to post whenever I do post my podcast so I'm going to have to figure that out I think I'm going to try lord willing to pre-record if I cannot I'm really sorry and I apologize in advance but I'm going to try to pre-record and hopefully get that out while I'm still in Kentucky because I'm going to be gone for about a week and I leave Thursday this upcoming Thursday so we're not really doing much this week we're just going to pack and get ready for our trip so that's going to be a whole lot of fun. But anyway, let's get into today's um, topic because I know you guys are probably tired of my rambling. Today, what we're going to be talking about is our identity in Christ. And I don't have a lot of notes for this. I usually put notes whenever I'm doing these because it helps me to stay on track and I can get a little bit lost in my thoughts. But like I said, it's been a crazy week, so I really didn't have much time to prep and we did a lot this weekend. So um, I'm recording this super last minute. But I did want to talk about our identity in Christ because I know I struggle with that a lot. I can say that my identity is in Christ and then I go and act as if my identity is in other things and it can just really put me in a bad spot. So that's something I really, really want to focus on. Um, Last year, I, I did a Bible study that I had um, just kind of put a put together a group of friends and we all did this Bible study together in Philippians and it was such a blessing because I really loved having like sitting down and talking through things as a group of people that I knew personally and just it just really helped me and the very first week this was on my heart the other day which is why I brought it up and um We went through Philippians 1, which is the very first week, and I led it because I had put the group together and I didn't want to pressure anybody into leading it the first week, so I did. And um, if you want to pull up Philippians 1, I'm going to read that real quick. And I'm just going to read the first two verses because we went subtitle to subtitle. So I was very confused. I was like, oh, should I go a little bit further? Because I only have two verses to base this off of. Well, It's Philippians 1, and it's verses 1 and 2. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So I remember reading these two verses and thinking like, yeah, that's a great verse. I'm going to hear it at church at the end of service most of the time, but like, what do I do with that? How do I dig this any deeper? Uh, me being the person I am, I went uh, immediately to Desiring God, which if you don't know what that is, that's John Piper's website thing. And I looked up his, um, I don't remember what it's called. It was a really long time ago. But if he has these little, um, the series where he like uncovers verses. And so I looked it up. I was like, Philippians verse one, <laughs> one and two. And Wow, there was so much to unpack in this unpack in this chapter, and I did not realize that. I mean, at a at a glance, it didn't look like there was much for me to unpack there. I'm like, okay, Paul and Timothy, whatever. Anyway, I was really confused. I was really 
um having a hard time trying to figure out i was like okay i feel bad and the person who wanted to leave this bible study in the first place i'm the one who came up with the subtitle the subtitle thing and i just got these two verses and i don't know what to do with them so when i had looked at the john piper thing that he had um he had talked about that i mean you see in this verse very first verse you see paul and timothy servants of christ jesus so i just want to take a second and talk about that for a minute i'm gonna get some water one second paul and timothy servants of christ jesus sorry i'm closing my water um and you see right then and there as they're opening the chapter it's paul and timothy servants okay and what does that mean? What does it mean to be a servant? So this was translated, it can be translated two different ways. It can be either translated as servant or slave. And when we think of slave, a slave is someone who ha- is controlled by a thing, somebody who has a master, right? And the very first, let's read it as slaves, would be Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus. So I, I just want to think about that because this is what I had talked about in um, the very first week of the Bible study, which is, it reminded me of, and I just really want to talk about it again. Um, anyway, so when I usually introduce myself, I have a really hard time because I, I introduce myself, um, as, you know, I say my name, I talk about things, I say like, oh, whatever, I, uh, I run cross country or I run track, um, whatever it may be. I introduce myself as, and what I can forget is, even though I know I'm a Christian, it can be really hard to introduce myself as a Christian. I don't automatically say, hi, I'm Ariel, and I'm a Christian. And nonetheless, like what I, (laughs) I would not say, hi, I'm Ariel, I'm a slave of Jesus Christ. That's not something you hear much, is it? No, usually when you go and introduce yourself, you hear, oh, like, hi, this is what I do, or this is what I like doing, etc. because you don't want to be looked at weird, right? Well, that is the complete opposite of what Paul did here. He said, Paul and Timothy's servants, slaves of Christ Jesus as a very first opening statement, okay? And you got to think back, like, this was not an easy time to make such a bold statement as Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus. And even though they were writing it to the Philippians, doesn't mean it was still easy to introduce yourself that way. And I think I get so caught up in the thought like, oh, I can't introduce myself as Ariel. I'm a servant of Christ Jesus because I don't want to be persecuted by the people around me. I don't want to people to think that my identity is in Jesus. Why? I Because I think that that's more important than um, God god's approval of me and i it's so sad to see that and admitting it but i'm not excusing it. i don't want you to take that and be like yeah see she does it so i can no this is what i'm calling myself out on and saying ariel like you really shouldn't do that um this also brings me back to a verse i read in galatians one time when i was reading my bible okay so in galatians 1 um verses six through seven are, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. Okay, so around this time in Galatians, talking about the the heretics and the people who were trying to say um, 
all these false things about God and how to get to heaven, etc. But if you go a few verses down, this verse sticks with me a lot. And it says, am I now trying, and this is verse 10, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. So when I hesitate to introduce myself as even just a Christian, let alone a servant or slave of Christ Jesus, I am trying to win the approval of the people around me. And I forget so quickly, which I believe is so wrong of me, where I come from. You know, I think that my identity is in my running or in my school or in whatever my personality traits may be or my favorite movie or whatever. Um, so I, if you don't know, well, actually, I don't think I've said it on here, but um, I'm going to give you an example. So I love Iron Man. He's my favorite Marvel character. I love him. He's my favorite. My dad loves Captain America. I hate Captain America. So it's kind of just this rivalry, right? So I love talking about Iron Man and I never really hesitate to tell people that. I mean, like one of the very few first questions, if you meet me, if I ask someone is Captain America or Iron Man. And the reason I say that is because I want to know if I want to speak to you or not, right? Um, so when it comes, like, that's something I am not ashamed of and I talk about a lot, right? And so that's just an example. That's one of the very first things you'll hear from me, but I wonder if one of the very first things people hear from me is, hi, I'm Ariel. I am a servant, a slave of Christ Jesus, right? Because we don't, I don't do that. We don't hear that very often, which I think is just so wrong and i don't i don't think you need to, i don't think it's a sin <laughs> if you don't go around and say hi i'm blah, blah blah and i'm a slave of christ jesus i don't think you need to say those words specifically but the point i'm trying to get across is do people know you by your faith do people know that you walk with god because i don't think somebody can know you and not know about god if you're a Christian and I, I just, for me, I, I can catch myself in that so often, especially when it comes to people I used to know. So like I said, in my, I think it was my first episode, I was saved when I was 15. If I talk to old friends, I, or just old relatives, I usually don't start with, hi, like I'm a Christian now. And it's something I just think is so wrong to do if you are serving someone with your life you are loyal to someone right like I, I gave the Iron Man example like <laughs> quote-unquote loyal to Iron Man right so I he's my favorite character and I don't like Steve Rogers so I always talk about how much I like him and so I'm always like Iron Man whatever if I have a love for something a love for Christ should be a million times more than that love for whatever th other thing you may be introducing yourself with. And one of the very first things you want people to know you by is by your faith in him because he is the reason you are where you are or you are even created or any of these people were created. And so I think it, it's hard to find our identity in Christ when we're trying to find our identity in other things.
So I have a really bad tendency, right, of saying I, yeah, I find my identity in Christ. But then I look for my identity in worldly things, like through, quote unquote, through Christ. So I think like, oh yeah, of course I'm a Christian, but my favorite whatever, or this thing I like to do, or this sport I play, that is what um, makes me who I am. But it doesn't because all those things could be taken away and what would my identity be? My identity should be in Christ. And if I am using these things, these temporary things that don't define who I am at all, what happens if I break my leg tomorrow or it's, I don't know, I get in a car accident and I can't ever run again. But that's, running's not going to define my identity. You know, what happens when you face the choice between what happens when you face a circumstance where you can no longer identify yourself as something other than a servant of Christ. So I'm going to get a lot of uh, backlash for this from my family and friends, but possibly, but um, just think of it's pride month, right? And I mean, it's about to end, but it was pride month. And we're talking about all these ways people identify, right? And our identity as Christians is not in any of those things. I mean, it is in Christ alone where we find our identity. And it just shows even more with all these people saying like, oh, this is how I identify. Shows, okay, we need to look ourselves in the mirror and think, how are we identifying as God's people? Are we identifying the way the world identifies? Are we going to put pronouns in our Instagram bio to make people feel comfortable about how to identify? How how do we identify as servants of God? Um, do we identify in him? You have to remember, and I'm not saying, right, like I may not get in a car accident. I may run for a very long time. But if I, you just have to think those things are not forever. And when you die, you're not going to think of your identity in the worldly things you've done. You're going to find your identity in him because he identifies for you. And so I think it's just really important to remember to not be so obsessed with the things of this world and how they label themselves and how they decide to represent themselves. And it's a I feel like it was almost a reminder for me. I think that's why god put this on my heart is because of the whole like pride month thing and everybody talking about lately like this is how i identify in my head i was like oh yeah remember when i talked about that one part of philippians about how i identify and it had just come across my mind and i was like i'm gonna do an episode on this because just it's really important to know where we stand and who we stand with so um i yeah i think I'm going to keep going in with that. I mean, we have the people who um, talk about just whatever they mean, the whatever they may support. I mean, usually when someone supports something, they will let you know it. If somebody, right, like especially last year with um, the election, we saw a lot of people trying to, this is, this is what I represent and these are the values I represent and whatnot. And yes, that stuff is can be important and can be um nice to know about where we should ultimately find our identity and values should be 
in Christ and in his word. Because if we care more about um, how we identify in politics or social media or online or to our friends or with our gender than we do how we identify as slaves of Christ, we won't have any foundation where to base our life off of. I just think it's really important that we remember as Christians, our identity is not in all these other things that the world bombards us with in how to identify ourselves because we're not of the world. We're supposed to be of Christ. And if we are identifying ourselves the way our, uh, the way the world identifies, I think we need to remember that we aren't supposed to be like them. We aren't supposed to look like them. Even in every way, that they may find their identity in shouldn't be where we find ours because we, we should only find ours in one thing, one sole thing, which is my whole point. And the whole point is our identity should be found in Christ. Our identity lies with as servants, lies as servants and slaves of Jesus Christ. And if I, I want to just say like, Yes, I don't think you need to necessarily say it in those specific words, but why not? <laughs> Just why not? Like, we need to remember where we come from. We shouldn't be ashamed of God, of Jesus who died for us. We had a sermon a few weeks ago, um, and our pastor was talking about how if anybody had the right to be embarrassed, it was Jesus be embarrassed should have been embarrassed about dying for us we shouldn't be embarrassed at all because he freed us he freed us from the the slavery of our sin and if we're too scared to show people that this person freed us from our sin why like why would we be scared of our god who broke us from our chains of bondage it just makes me think of how when when people are really close and you see in movies, right? Like if someone saves someone's life and they're like, oh, this like this person saved my life. Well, why don't we do that for Christ? But times a million, he didn't just save your body from dying or anything. He saved your soul. He saved your soul from dying. And why are we scared to admit that or to talk about that? he is our our master he is our lord he's our creator our savior and king god is our creator savior and king and if we're too scared to say that we're servants of him i would just really question why because it just seems like an excuse to identify in a way that we shouldn't in a way that we don't identify in because like I said before, and I said it a million times, our identity doesn't lie in our clothes. It doesn't lie in our sport. It doesn't lie in our hobbies, our favorite color, our favorite character, our favorite books. It doesn't, it doesn't lie in any of those things. It doesn't. Our identity at the end of the day lies between lies in God. It lies in Christ. And if we're too scared to say our identity lies in Christ, are we why because we're not told to be ashamed of our faith we have no right to be ashamed of our faith so i know that this is a trap i fall in a lot and i'm going to give you the answer of why it may happen to you the only answer is sin it's it's sin we're, we're being tempted to be scared we're, we're being fed 
lies by the world and by Satan to to do to be scared of our faith. And I just I just want to remind you, you he saved you. If you are in Christ and if you belong to him, he not only has given you so many blessings in this life, but he saved your soul. And if you're too scared to give credit where credit is due, and I'm saying this, guys, to myself too, if we are too scared to give credit where credit is due, we are being completely, completely unfair because he had every single right to be ashamed to die for us because we were dead in our sins and our transgressions, and yet he saved us. Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And we're ashamed to say that to our friends or family because we're too scared. It just, it's a, it's a reminder. We are supposed to be his servants, his slaves. We belong to him. And your identity doesn't lie in your worldly identity or your personality or all those things I listed. It lies in Christ if you're of him. And it's just a reminder that no matter what we think our identity is in, it isn't in anybody but Christ if we're his. And we shouldn't be ashamed because he had every right to be ashamed of us and he wasn't. He had every right to be embarrassed, yet he still died for us. So I think it's just, it's completely unfair as his people to be ashamed of what ashamed of the person who saved us from death for from eternal death and it just it's so wrong and guys like i said i'm this i'm speaking this to myself because i do it so often but i don't want you to think that it's okay to do it so often so i just want to remind you we are his people and we have no reason to be ashamed of that we should be unashamed of being bought by the blood of jesus christ and we should be his servants we should identify as his servants as his slaves as his people because that is what we are if we are in him anyways guys that is going to conclude this episode up i am super sorry that is just kind of a mess i have a lot going on but yeah, that, that was my week and that was my message. I hope it encouraged you and want you to know that I'm right there with you and let's try to identify in Christ and not of this world because we are in it, but we aren't of it. So thank you for listening again. You can check my Instagram out at underscore ariel.faith and you can leave a review and recommend this to your friends, whatever you may like. Um, just thanks for listening to another episode, guys. See you next time.